Hello, and welcome to Second Helpings, a Grace Fellowship podcast designed to serve up another round of insight and application from our Sunday morning corporate worship gatherings. Pull up, dig in, and get filled as we take another taste of God's greatness. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Second Helpings. I'm Pastor Zach, and I'm joined today by Pastor Larry, because Larry, you gave us the message on Sunday. Um, it was really good. Looking forward to talking about it. Um, I was just saying to Larry, because of the topic, we talked basically about God's sovereignty. Right. This could be 18 episodes, two hours each. We could be here for forever. Yeah, there's a lot to say about that. <laughs> yeah. So we're not going to cover all the things. Right. Um, but, you know, just want to cover some of the things that we that you did mention. Um, thank you for bringing that. I, I noticed for myself, and I'll talk about this in a minute, just kind of where I was sitting, I could look in the congregation, and you see the... The heads are nodding, right? And that's when you know it's really resonating with people. And when we're talking about something as great as God's sovereignty, it should be. So thank you for taking the time to prepare it. Thanks. Um, it was very helpful for me and I'm sure for a lot of other folks that we've had some conversation about. So let me ask you, when you're when you're thinking about this topic, I know we had talked a couple weeks ago about the prep. What was it that inclined you towards this um, and made you think, you know, this is what I really want to share with our body at this time? Yeah, it's interesting because I, I don't preach often. I, I preach maybe... Twice a year is, is is a big year for me. <laughs> you know, once, or, once or twice a year, um, and I certainly don't preach back to back in two months. Like, oh, I, I think right. I had preached just two months ago, yeah. so this was a pretty quick turnaround for me. And when Dan contacted me that there was this opening and he needed somebody to preach on last Sunday, I think it was about three weeks out when he contacted me. And that's I don't know if you you know, but when he sends out the the um, solicitation to, to preach <laughs> yeah. and he gives dates I, you know I'll, I'll take a date usually but I'll take the farthest out one that I can <laughs> three weeks to me is a quick turnaround there you go. For a sermon <laughs> these guys they can preach every week I'm really in awe of but um, so I had just been in God's providence and in God's sovereignty this is just a topic I had been thinking about yeah. a, a lot already and interesting when Dan asked me what I'd do it um, my first inclination was no I can't do that it's three weeks but you know obviously I said yes and um, um, I had the title the next day. Yeah, that's great. It just sort of came to me that yeah. you know God's sovereignty is really the believer's refuge, mm. um, <laughs> and that we can rest in that. And that's that's sort of where it, it came from there because there's just been so much going on yeah. in the world today, yeah. so much that can instill fear in us, so much that can instill uncertainty in us. And I've just really been thinking lately about the fact that we as believers need to know that God is sovereign over all things, yeah. not just the big things, yeah. not just the crucifixion and the virgin birth, yeah. but but everything yeah. that happens and that, that there's comfort and refuge in that. Yeah. You know? That was so good. I thought one of the things somebody was telling me about, I missed this. So I miss this in a good way. You would say, you would say something and my brain would start running off and thinking about all this greatness that came from thinking about God's sovereignty. And then I come back and I'd be mid topic in the next one. So I missed this point, but somebody had said, we were talking about if there's one stray molecule oh, yeah, in yeah. all of existence, then God's not sovereign, right? It's right. all for not. Right. And um, I don't know if this prompted my son or not. We do at our house we, in November, we do something called thankful leaves. Right. So wife cuts out all these little leaves and we write things we're thankful on for him. And yesterday my son said, dust. Dust. I thought, well, he's trying to be smart, right? right. He's being funny <laughs> or whatever. But then he mentioned to us, he saw uh, my wife, we have these two story windows in the um, living room. And she was dusting one of them off in case a 12-foot person comes comes by and right. sees the dust on the window. Um, and he saw it all coming out. And he says, when I thought when I saw all those particles coming down, you could see the light reflecting off of each one of them. He 
He said, God knows where every single one of them is going. And I thought, oh, that's great. You just won for the night, son. Yeah, really. <laughs> you won the faithfulness tree. Yeah. But we don't think about God in that sense that, mm-hmm. he, and somebody might even go, well, why would he care about that? Mm-hmm. Because he's either sovereign mm-hmm. or he's not. It's a binary. It's like being pregnant. Exactly right. right. You either are or you aren't. That's right. God is either sovereign or he's not sovereign. Yeah. And, um, and Sproul's quote, he actually goes on from there and he doesn't just say, that he's not sovereign if there's one molecule that he doesn't control. But then because of that, we can't trust any of his promises. Mm, if there was yeah. one thing he was not sovereign over, we couldn't trust him yeah. um, to fulfill his promises. Yeah. And I think that's that's the most important thing to me about understanding the oh, sovereignty yeah. of God is that if we're going to rest in him and take comfort in him and, and all of his attributes, his goodness, his graciousness, yeah. all of that, we have to believe that he's going to do what he said he will do, that he can do what he said he will do. Well, and only if he's sovereign can we believe that. And that's the grounds where you just, like, and, and mm-hmm. articulating that, and as you did on Sunday, mm-hmm. you just built the refugee camp, right? I mean, not, well, that's not the bad connotation, yeah. if, uh, forgive me for that, but yeah. you built that refuge in the sense of the strong fortress that we go into. Right. What we right. know of God is right. the reason we can take refuge in him. Correct, correct. Yeah. yeah. So, and you, what we were talking about just even before we started rolling on the camera about the, you know, people sometimes will hear something like this, it's big and a, it seems like hard to wrap your arms around, mm-hmm. which it should. Right. He's an infinite God. We're right. finite creatures. We'll never fully understand him. Mm-hmm. I get that. But they'll be like, well, it's too big for me to do anything with. It's too big for me to even understand how I can start to apply it. But you had mentioned you have to know the Lord, right? You have you, to know these attributes of him. Right. Yeah. And you get it from? From his word. Yeah. You have to be, you have to be in his word and learning about him and who he is and... Um, and that way you you come to know him and know that he is trustworthy. Uh-huh. Um, those you know these things have been given to us as examples, Paul said, for good or for bad from the Old Testament that God keeps his promises. Yeah. yeah. And he will not crawfish on a bed. I mean he like he like whatever he said he's gonna do. Sorry, I got Texas there for a second. Texas I think we take that from Louisiana actually. Maybe. I think we talk about that from Louisiana. <laughs> we, he's not gonna turn on his word, right? Okay. Um, because it is who he is, right? right, right. He, he is faithful to be who he is throughout all time. So mm-hmm. we are set and sure in that. So there was a number of things that you talked about in the message that I thought were incredibly helpful. Um, and I noticed that uh, me and my wife were just kind of sitting there a lot of times, you know, kind of, mm-hmm, come on. You know, just kind of, yeah, like, feel it. and I was noticing a lot of other people were doing that as well. Um, but then I thought to myself, Larry is not saying anything that is groundbreaking right now, mm. right? Like uh, there was, you were presenting no new information, right? Right. But we were you all don't strive for um, uniqueness when you're preaching. You, you know, <laughs> exactly right. right. You, That's don't wanna, a... you don't want to come up with a bunch of new stuff. Yeah. You, like, right. you don't say God is sovereign. And in a church like this, we go, oh wow, you blew my mind, right? You're right. just giving us the word. Right. Um, so I thought to myself, though, there were so many people I saw that were just vibing with you and feeling mm. what you're saying. And I, th- I think uh, there's two things that occur to me. Maybe there's more. I think one of those reasons, and I know this was my, the case for me, and I'm sure it was for Lauren. When you're talking about God's sovereignty, you're talking about the ability to trust in him. I'm thinking he's, uh, he's proven that to me mm. time and time again mm-hmm. in my life. I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah. that's right. Larry's right. That's exactly who God is. Mm-hmm. And then I thought the corollary to that might be as common as this is, as much as we know these things. Are we also, and and for me, I'll talk about me, bobbing my head because uh, why don't I live in view of this more frequently? (laughs) Yeah, it's, 
Well, you know, we, we read the, we read the scriptures and we see that God keeps His promises. There, we can look in the rearview mirror of our own lives and see that God has kept His His word to us, yeah. um, has been faithful to us. Um, but kind of like I said Sunday, sometimes the hardest time frame to live that way in is the present. Yeah, because we we naturally we want to know. What, what's coming next? We want to know that we're making the right decision. We want to know what's around the corner. I know I do. I'm very, you know, I'm a planner. Yeah. And I want to know how it's going to work out, when it's going to work out. And we don't always know that. Yeah. And so I think that's why it's hard for us in the present sometimes to trust God, because we don't have the assurance that we get from looking to the past. We know how it worked out. Yeah. We don't know how it's going to work out if I make this decision today. Yeah. And so I've got to get to the point where I'm willing to Trust God with the results. Make sure I'm not making foolish decisions. Make sure I'm not making decisions that are sinful, obviously, but using the resources that I have that God has given me wow. and then trusting him with the outcome. Yeah. I want to, yeah. you, you touched on something just now that I think could be a retort from somebody mm-hmm. um, would say, uh, so God is sovereign, so then uh, I can do whatever I want, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter because it's going to cor- correlate with what he does. But you said, you know, I need to make sure that I'm not foolish. Mm-hmm. Um that really kind of goes back again to knowing the Lord. If we're mm-hmm. to please Him and honor Him, you kind of got to know who He is, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. Um, I thought well, I, that that is true. By the way, you, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. You can sin as much as you want. That's right. God will still use that for His purposes, but that might not work out well for you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you can't you can't outflank God. Yeah. He, he will He will accomplish what He intends to accomplish. With my disobedience or my obedience, yeah. Yeah. and there's not they're not in conflict. I think right. that's we we right. assume like if you have a will for me mm-hmm. and I have a will for you, mm-hmm. th- there's there's no time where those are ever fully aligned in human relationships. Right. We don't get that. There's always some kind of mm-hmm. conflict, even if we work work them out well. Right. But the Lord's different. Right. Like He's designed all things for His purposes. So right. I was talking with some people. I've had this conversation frequently. God is absolutely sovereign over all things. It, there's no sovereign-ish, mm-hmm. right? right. <laughs> sovereign-ish is not sovereign at all. Right. So he's absolutely sovereign over all things, and also at the same time, you do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Those things both coexist, and you, you want to have this idea of a puppeteer or something, mm-hmm. but if he's not forcing you to do what you don't want, you are free. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that's difficult for us to comprehend. Well, that's the thing, is, and I think this comes from somewhat from Luther, but you know, you're, you're free to do whatever you want to do. The trouble is that until the Holy Spirit does a work in your heart, you don't want to do the things that you should do. Yeah. You want to do things that are in rebellion against God. And you know, once we are transformed by His Spirit, then we want to do the things that please Him. Yeah. We don't always do that perfectly. Yeah. But our, our wanter changes. Yeah. So, 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 so the Lord changes yeah. your want to's, right? Yeah, right. That's right. That, what is, is that Psalm 16, uh, that I will give you the desires of your heart? Right. Where we think, well, I desire a Ferrari, therefore I'm right. going to name and claim a Ferrari and the Lord's going to give it to me. Right. That's not what he's saying. He's saying, I'm going to put the desires you should have into your heart. Right. That's glorious. And then you'll pursue those things. Yeah. Right. Which is great because then he's setting us up for success. <laughs> like those are the things that we should be pursuing in the first place. Right. Right. For success. Success in the um, in in the long term and godliness. Right. Yes, yeah, that's true. Right. That's a, oh man, that's a whole other thing, right? right? The way that we define success in uh, right. in this world, right? Um, so I, I want to ask you, Larry. Like, obviously, uh, you could tell, like, as you're, you're you're preaching and telling us this stuff, there's this has impacted you, right? Like, it's right. it's it, like I know off top of your head or whatever, but mm-hmm. some ways in which God's sovereignty has helped you to take refuge in Him, and some things that maybe you found where this is effective on a daily basis or even mm-hmm. like big. Yeah, and, and I think with me, I, I think a lot of times. Christians can be um, functional deists. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that, yeah, like I was saying earlier, you know, yeah, God's sovereign over his 
big plan, mm. right? He's coming back. He brought Christ into the world at just mm. the right time, those kind of things. But in the day-to-day, I think we sometimes think he is sort of hands-off mm. and it's up to me. Mm. And that that's kind of being a, a functional deist a little bit. Yeah. Um, and that's and I tend to be, like I said, Sunday, I think, that I, I tend to be a worst-case scenario person. Yeah. That can be helpful in some circumstances. Good company. You know, like, you, this you, is what me you, and Larry bring to the elder right. team, by the way, <laughs> worst-case scenario. You want to anticipate potential problems. That's yeah. not necessarily a bad thing. But you know, I can tend to, to obsess over things and worry about things mm. um, rather than just leaving them in God's hands. Mm. And I have, I have seen so many times over... Um, the years when I have been really, really bothered by something, mm-hmm. and then for it all to work out, mm-hmm. and, and not necessarily, I'm not saying that everything always works out the way we want them to, but I'm just saying for things to work out in a way that is honoring to God and this, that is good for me, that is good for my family, whatever the circumstance, and I look back on how upset I was and how much time mm-hmm. I wasted being in all this angst. And I think that was really foolish. Oh, yeah. You know, if I just trusted God, I could have had the relief that I have now that I see it work out. I could have had that same relief yeah. and peace before I knew how it was going to work out. Yeah. Because like again, like I said, Sunday, because I know the one who was working it out. Exactly. He right. was working it out for my good and for his glory. Yeah. You know. So. And he didn't change. Right. Like he figured that we would right. be able to bear up under that better. And and I know my own personal, I do better than Mm -hmm. I did because there's a path of Mm -hmm. past provision that we've been able to see again and again. Mm -hmm. Um, And we know that we can indeed trust in Him. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things that I think people will frequently mention when they're trying to deal with this, or not not mention, but uh, is that idea of uh, doing whatever you want um, in the sense that I don't know how to figure out God's will, right? Mm-hmm. People oh, yeah. will talk about this a lot. Uh, I want to honor the Lord, and it almost it can become almost pious in a way that will keep mm-hmm. you from doing anything. Because yeah. you can say, "Well, I'm afraid of dishonoring the Lord." Right. But there's not really like a scriptural grounds for that kind of approach to understanding God's sovereignty. Right. Right. I mean, and that, that's a that's a slightly different topic, and probably. A good sermon topic, yeah, yeah. Right? but as far as decision making, but you know, I would recommend to anybody that, that wants to read up on that. I'm sure you're familiar with the book "Decision Making and the Will of God" yeah. by Gary Friesen. Yeah, really, really good book. But that's one of the things that comes out in there is that you know God has not promised to give me day to day, step by step instructions. Yeah. He's not my GPS. Yeah, right. But um, he has given me a framework within which to make decisions. That's right. And then I am to, I'm to make decisions within that framework yeah. and to trust him with the results. And that's that's where some of the sometimes we're paralyzed or, or I have been because I'm worried about the outcome. I don't know what the outcome is going to be. I think some people get paralyzed because they they want God to tell them what to do. Yeah. And he's he's not always going to do that. Yeah. He, he could. He's sovereign. As we said, he can tap you on the shoulder or, yeah. you know, shout at you from heaven and tell you what to do. But chances are he's probably not going to do that. He's probably going to leave the decision up to you, given the re- using the resources that you have. Yeah, and and so I think the freedom comes in in realizing for both the people who worry about the future and the people who want to be told by God what to do, the freedom comes in not having to worry about getting it exactly right. Yeah, um, you know, because it's going to be exactly right from God's perspective always. That's right. Because nothing happens that He doesn't intend to happen. That's right. 
Um, so even if it's not exactly right from my perspective, I can rest in that as yeah. well. Yeah. And it's the, it's back again to the idea of knowing who he is. The um, I, I've said this, I might have said this on this this podcast before. I don't know, but if I ask my wife to bring me a drink mm-hmm. because she knows me mm-hmm. and she wants to love me and do something that's going to be according to my asking, she's never going to bring me a Pepsi mm-hmm. because she knows, as we all do, that's from the devil, mm-hmm. right? Um, or as she will say, what I, I use this analogy, we shall say, goes or water, mm-hmm. which contrary to popular belief, on occasion I do drink water, right. um, but she knows to bring me my choice. Beverage. She's going to bring me either a Coke Zero or she's going to bring me now diet. Have you tried the diet Dr. Pepper Zero? I've not tried the diet Dr. Pepper Zero, it's but regular old diet Dr. Pepper is pretty good. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That was kind of one of those don't mess with something that works. But she's going to bring me that because she knows who I am. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes when, we, when we're thinking, oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know the Lord. Like he, it, wouldn't it be great mm-hmm. if he wrote a book? that told you mm-hmm. about what he's like and the things that he enjoys. Right. And maybe if you studied it, you could go, oh, maybe I'll know what he right. would be, in, what he would like in this situation. Right. Well, I mean, when Jesus is talking about that, he says, you know, if a, if a child asks his father for a fish, he's not going to give him a serpent. Yeah. And, and I think that's another, I think that's another area where I have found myself out of whack thinking over the years. And I think some people do too, is that we think that, okay, well, we know that God's, God is going to do his will in everything and that his will is not always going to be my will. So what he wants for me is always going to be something that I don't want. Mm, yeah. And that, yeah. that is, that is not true. Yeah. It's so, you know, God, God loves us and he, he, he takes pleasure in us as his children, enjoying the things that he yeah. provides for us. Yeah. And so, yes, sometimes as the Puritans used to say, you experience the frowning yeah. providence of God. Things are not as you would want them to be, but a lot of times you experience his smiling providence yeah. too. You know, if you take joy in, you know, if you enjoy Diet Dr. Pepper, God <laughs> takes joy in you having yeah. as his job, you know, yeah. uh, to use a trite example. Yeah. But, but I think that's true that we sometimes think, you know, if, if I if I give in to God and I say, okay, God, your will be done, mm. he's going to make me do something I don't want to do. Yeah. I think that's how, how we sometimes think. And that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. Maybe the case, but yeah. not necessarily. Well, it's, it's peculiar you know? too, though, because I find a lot of times testimony of people, even when they do mm-hmm. give in to what they think might, might not be something they want to do, mm-hmm. I always hear those people come back with joy reports or oh, reports on it. You absolutely. Know? Yeah. It's the, I think we grew up in that environment, or at least I did. I don't know about others where it seems like, you know, you, you young people need to commit yourself to the Lord and and that means you're going to go to the worst place in the world to do missions and live through this terrible stuff, right? which it could be. Maybe, you know, right. um, we were actually talking to a community group last night about William Carey, the father of modern missions, we call him. He went into a very difficult circumstance, uh, circumstance and it was hard work and didn't get a lot of fruit. And he loved it. Right. And when people right. came to visit, it was crazy because he loved doing it. His wife, not so much. Right. <laughs> um, well, so. and then you have Paul telling people, you know, live quiet lives, work, support yeah. your family. You know, it doesn't have to be a, um, you know, a big flashy thing yeah. to be of service to God. Yeah. You know, what, what you do every day in your house with your family is as much a mission field as if you were halfway around the world, right. you know, preaching the gospel. Yeah. And um, I think that's important to remember. Being faithful according to God's sovereign plan you, right. for what he's given you today. Right. right? The uh, we, we make this thing very complicated. And I understand that, I, I say this all the time, I almost feel like a broken record saying it. I understand that, that life's not easy. Mm-hmm. But as a Christian, it's not complex. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that might be happening. And I get that you can have a lot of things in our life, mm-hmm. but it is 
faithful in the moment that the Lord has ordained for you right now mm-hmm. and in the next one right. and in the next one. It doesn't mean we don't plan and we just you know put our thumb right. in the wind and see where it's going or whatever, but it's that diligence and just, Lord, help me, give me the well, faithfulness to walk through. part of being faithful, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, God has given oh, us. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're, we're stewards over the resources he's given us and it would be foolish not to plan. That's a good I word. I mean, you know, in, yeah. in, in the parable, in the Bible of the, of the three um, stewards, three servants. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, the, the one who did nothing with the money was con- called wicked by the Lord. Yeah. The others who planned ahead, you know, did something with it to increase yeah. the the yield, um, were considered faithful. Yeah. So you know, it's part of part of being a steward is doing taking the resources the master has given you and using them well, absolutely, and wisely. Well, and according you know? to his character, that's one right. of the things in that parable where he says, "You knew I was this kind of man, right?" So to use my resources, you do, but, um, that I I sow, or I reap where I do not sow, and all right. this kind of stuff, right? And he says, "So what you're going to do is put my coin in the ground, buried it in the ground, right?" right. And I think there's something to take with that again, knowing the Lord mm-hmm. and having His resources. Well, as you know him and you have his resources, you know mm-hmm. what to do with them according to his glory and what he's revealed for us in Scripture. Right. So that's really, really good. Yeah. All right. Well, brother, thank you so much. I don't, I don't, is there anything that you want to make sure you could convey that you didn't in the message? By the way, really good with the time. Thank you. I didn't really nail that time uh, this week. I think you were spot on. But yeah, that was, uh, it was, I think it was flashing. I had a minute left. I had set the timer for 35. So uh, it was... It's about 34 minutes. Yeah, we give, we give a little <laughs> bit of wiggle room. So. <laughs> it was really good. Okay, um, I'm glad. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. And then I would encourage everybody, if you have any more questions about this, I know there are because I had conversations I couldn't get to on Sunday okay, with people. Good. So uh, Larry would love to talk to you. I would love to talk to you. Your shepherding pastor would love to talk to you. Talk to one another about this. This is a thing that we are going to dine on for eternity. We will constantly be digging into the riches of God's sovereignty because oh, um, sure. we're, we're never going to be able to fully understand it right we get to rejoice in it forever so it's good material to get your start on so again larry thank you so much thanks uh, and thank you for being a part of our broadcast thank you guys for joining us until next time focus on spreading the fame of god and making disciples and enjoy the great life that comes from doing so we'll see you later great thanks